for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello and welcome to Speak Life. I'm really glad you're here with us today. And I want, I want to welcome every one of you. Uh, I want to also mention by the end of the broadcast, we're going to receive communion uh, together. So be sure to grab your elements. Uh, you know, some people... Um, can get hung up on that. Uh, it doesn't have to be a cracker and grape juice or a wine and bread. Uh, it can be whatever you have around your house. It's it's not the actual uh, element. It is the, sim- the symbolism and uh, the heart behind it. And so uh, I want to encourage you at the end of the broadcast, we're going, going to receive communion. So be ready and um, uh, I think it's going to be a beautiful time together. So, anyways, but before we do all of that, I want you, uh, <clears throat> I want you to know that we consider our Friday night Speak Life uh, family. Uh, we we consider you family. You are our family in Christ, and for many of you, uh, this is your church. Uh, we receive emails from people from all over the world, hundreds of different places. And uh, though you live elsewhere, uh, this is your family, this is your church, and so we welcome you tonight, and we want you to feel like family, and we want you to feel at home here. And uh, many, many of you have uh, written in and write in every, <coughs> every week with your prayer requests, which I do take for the Lord daily. Many of you include your emails, uh, and uh, we do our best to respond uh, but many of you also uh, make known how your heart was touched by God uh, in these broadcasts and how good it is to hear such good news. And that's what the church should be, uh, those that broadcast good news. You know, when we're so bombarded with bad news and reports that we question whether or not these reports are even true or accurate, it can cause fear, and fear can cause regrets. And uh, passion with fear can cause regrets. And um, throughout the Bible, God spoke to all his leaders uh, regarding, <coughs> excuse me, regarding fear. <coughs> excuse me. And God says over and over, <coughs> excuse me, in the Bible, it says, do not fear. Do not fear. Have no fear. Uh, because fear can paralyze and diminish your faith. And uh, many watch these broadcasts, even Christian preachers, uh, these broadcasts that are out there, uh, and even believers and Christians, uh, that they just say, just begin hoarding food and uh, take on a survival mentality. When the Bible says over and over that we are overcomers through Christ Jesus, and Jesus went on to say, Not only are you overcomers, but I want you to occupy until I come. That is a completely different mindset. A part of walking with the Lord is following his leadership and taking to heart what they're communicating for God. (coughs) God offers a completely different perspective than the world does. And we're to receive understanding. And sometimes... That can be difficult to receive understanding when we can feel overwhelmed by what's going on around us. And then we balance that out with uh, past decisions that uh, 
uh, maybe we should have made differently or we, we regret making the way we did. And so I want you to listen to me today. You made the best decision you could in those moments with all the information that you had in the time frame that you had to make it. And so no regrets. <coughs> God's not holding any mistakes against you. <clears throat> in fact, he can, he's the, actually the only one that can take your mistake and turn it around, redeem your time, and restore all that was lost in the process. And that is the absolute truth from the Word of God. And God is not only addressing your understanding tonight, uh, but addressing your will also. Uh, tonight, I believe God wants you to gain understanding so that you'll walk in His will for your life and not just what you can ascertain through natural facts. If all you do is, is uh, calculate uh, through natural facts, uh, you're going to make a mistake. Uh, now, God can fix mistakes. He can turn things around. Uh, but the, the process should teach you that we need to come to a different understanding uh, and gain knowledge, revelation knowledge from God before we do anything. <coughs> you know, when Daniel was fasting and praying... The angel came to him and said, Daniel, listen to this. He said, from the first day, you set yourself to understand. From the first day, you set yourself to understand God heard you. Not just from the first day you set yourself to pray. From the first day, you set yourself to understand God heard you. See, God loves you, and he loves it when his children want to understand Proverbs 25 and verse 2, it says, It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search out the matter. And so <clears throat> we are kings and priests unto our God, and he is the king of kings. And so it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the glory of kings or his children to search it out. God wants you to receive understanding. And when we come together to receive from God as his family, as we do here on Speak Life, we hear the word of the Lord and we receive his understanding. Amen? God loves you and he wants you to walk by faith in, with him uh, on this journey, but he wants you to know that he will light the steps. He'll light the pathway. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amen? <coughs> I want to pray. Lord, to think that you climbed down the starry staircase from heaven to earth and you clothed yourself with flesh and blood and ultimately to climb another mountain to carry an old rugged cross, a tree, because you stated in the law, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. But because of your sacrifice, <coughs> curses have been removed and the blessings of Abraham are ours. And tonight we thank you, Father. And I pray, Lord, that you would break the power of guilt and despair off of your people now. And as we remember that you, all that you've done for us, what you gave to us, we know that these are not just historical facts that Jesus died upon the cross, <clears throat> but it is something that continues forever. The cross is still central in our faith, and the blood of Christ still speaks today 
And today I pray that we would not assist our adversary, the devil, in dishonoring the church. And some tongues uh, need to be bridled rather than have a spur put on them. Uh, Noah's sons were wise when they cast a blanket over him rather than exposing him, but the one who exposed him bore out a fearful curse. <coughs> Jesus, you've borne our curse, <clears throat> but you ask that we speak evil of no man. Don't let your church assist our adversary in speaking out against the bride of Christ, the church, the ecclesia. So we ask you to place a guard upon our mouths and fill our mouths with good things like your word says in Psalm 103, so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. We welcome you into this broadcast, and we are anticipating receiving great insights from you, our King. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, many are facing so many challenges right now. I'm here to tell you today, be encouraged. You are actually in a setup and not a setback, and God has set you up for a greater breakthrough. Get get an attitude that nothing's going to stop you from pursuing God, and nothing's going to stop you from receiving what God has promised. Get an attitude. That's right, I said an attitude. When David found himself facing a giant, he could have either whimpered away or, or get an attitude. He got an attitude. <clears throat> and he remembered the deliverance of God. And he knew in his heart, if God did it before, he'll do it again. Some of you need to get an attitude. God did these things for me before. And so therefore, I believe he'll do it again. Get an attitude. Yeah, the giant was the biggest thing he ever faced. But he also faced a bear. He also faced a lion. And those were stair steps up. And then he faced the giant. God knew what he was doing all along. Sometimes we complain about our battles. But listen, some of those battles (coughs) in the past prepared you (coughs) for what you're facing right now. And it may seem huge to you, just like Goliath did to David. But if God did it before, he'll do it again. Esther had an attitude. She had to know that God placed her right where she was. She didn't have any, any reference point, but she did have Mordecai, which is symbolic of the Holy Spirit, speaking to her, saying, could be that God raised you up for such a time as this. <coughs> and Esther had to take that step of faith. <clears throat> you better know that when Daniel faced the lion's den, he had to have an attitude. He had to have the right attitude. Imagine, he couldn't have a bad attitude. He couldn't have a complaining attitude. or he would have been dinner for those lions. But Daniel had to face the lions head on with the right attitude. If God be for me, who or what could ever be against me? You know, when Moses struck the rock, I believe he did it with an attitude. And water flowed enough to provide for millions of people and their flocks and their herds. And I'm telling you tonight, you've got to get an attitude. Get an attitude. When Elijah called down fire, I believe he did it with an attitude. When Samson pulled down the pillars of the house of his enemy, I believe he did it with an attitude. You need to get an attitude. (coughs) Get understanding. (coughs) We need this understanding. 
And we need to understand that it's okay to have an attitude against the powers of hell and don't partner with them and speak the words that the enemy wants you to speak no matter what get an attitude learn to praise god with an attitude learn to walk with an attitude god's doing something for me i have the favor of god on my life nothing's going to stop me you need to learn to dance and shout with an attitude when you get to church have an attitude of worship and praise (coughs) jehoshaphat had to praise in the presence of his enemies with an attitude. Come on. It was a winning attitude, a conquering, overcoming attitude. I'm declaring words of life to you tonight. I want you to gain understanding because I believe God is shaking you to wake you tonight. Shake off the depression. Shake off the despair. Shake off the defeat. Shake off the regret of a bad decision. Shake it all off tonight and put on the garment of praise and take off all that heaviness that your enemy is trying to snuff you out with. The Spirit of God has given you the oil of joy and gladness instead of a spirit of heaviness and sadness. He's giving you beauty for ashes, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. you got to get an attitude of a conqueror tonight. Get an attitude, greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Get an attitude. God spoke to me this week that he's ready to do some highly unusual things for those who will rise up in their authority in Christ. And you know, part of walking in your authority is having an attitude. We had terrible storms uh, uh, coming through Middle Tennessee today. And uh, you know what? I stood up in my authority and said, these storms are not going to bring harm to our area. And you could watch the radar and see the storm split. (coughs) In fact, if you have a a, uh, radar device where you can go back in the last 24 hours, look at the storm as it came close to Nashville. It began to divide and split and nothing, uh, no damage happened in our area. And so you need to get an attitude. I'm walking in the authority that Christ gave me and there's nothing out of line by having that kind of an attitude. You just need to get an attitude. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I want you to know also that you can share your prayer requests with us on our prayer wall on our website. And that's lifepointchurch.cc. Lifepoint, Lifepoint has an E on it. Lifepointchurch.cc. And if you scroll down to the bottom there, you'll see a place where you can share those things with us. And my team and myself, we personally will pray over you and over all your prayer requests. (coughs) Again, that's lifepointchurch.cc. Uh, please take advantage of this invaluable opportunity. You know, we get emails uh, from people constantly, hundreds of them every week. And uh, these emails are people asking for prayer, but there's just as many that we get people uh, reporting God answering their prayers and the fulfillment of these requests. And so how God answered, and and you know it was the prayer of unity and agreement that brought the answer. You know, Jesus said, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it'll be done for them by my Father in heaven. Uh, I think that's uh, Matthew 18, 19. 
<coughs> so I want you to know we're honored to be a part of your life. We're honored to be a part of your family. We're honored to pray with you and to do this for you. Amen. And so please take advantage of that opportunity. And uh, I want to remind you that every Sunday at uh, 4 p.m., we convene for an in-person service. Uh, and you don't want to miss that either. That's a powerful time uh, in the kingdom. We have amazing prophetic worship. Our worship team is unbelievable. And uh, you know, we always uh, uh, see miracles and and uh, people's lives change during worship uh, because that's where God comes in and does things that only he gets the credit for. All we're doing is focusing on Jesus, <coughs> focusing on worshiping him. <clears throat> and as we do that, the Holy Spirit can move and do great and mighty things. And the church is growing. It's a powerful time. Uh, I want to invite you to come out every Sunday at 4 p.m., at 403 Walton Ferry Road in Hendersonville, Tennessee. That's 403 Walton Ferry Road in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Amen? It's a Sunday at 4 p.m. I hope to see you there. If you do come, <coughs> let me know you're there. <coughs> come at the end of service. Come up at the end of service. <coughs> or if you get there early enough to let me know beforehand, uh, I'll minister prophetically over you. Uh, at the service there as well. Let me get another sip here. So I felt as I was preparing this week, uh, the Lord wanted me to, to teach briefly about the authority of the believer. The authority of the believer. You know, in Luke chapter 10, very incredible account of uh, Jesus uh, commissioning the disciples and then it says 70 others also. <clears throat> so these were nameless, faceless uh, people to prove to you and I that you don't have to have a big name like Apostle Peter or Apostle uh, uh, John or uh, to be able to see signs and wonders and miracles. All you need is the authority of the believer that Christ gives to you. That's in Luke chapter 10. <coughs> Excuse me, but before Jesus commissions them, <clears throat> he prophesies into the heavens against a demonic stronghold. Yes, he did. He takes authority over a demonic stronghold before he dispatches his, his disciples and the 70 others also. He takes authority over a demonic stronghold. <coughs> now listen, I don't chase demons <clears throat> Uh, I've read Pigs in a Parlor many times. I went through a whole several years of, of uh, you know, we used to go to church with our paper sacks uh, in case somebody was going to get delivered of a demon and they could throw up and throw that demon up in a paper sack or whatever. You know, it was just absolutely weird. <laughs> but it was <clears throat> it was where the church was at the time and the church grew through that. You know, sometimes we're we're hard on our upbringing. Yeah, I wouldn't change out a thing, you know. It was strange. It was challenging. Uh, there was a lot of things our flesh didn't like. Uh, but you know what? God taught us a whole lot through that. And I'm appreciative of every uh, everything that we went through on the way up. Amen. Uh, but I don't normally go chasing demons. 
<clears throat> and believing that there's a devil under every rock. I don't believe that. First uh, John chapter three and verse eight it says, "For this purpose was the Son of God manifested." that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, that's how we read it in the King James. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. But literally, how that verse is uh, literally translated, it says, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he would destroy the devil's ability to work. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he would destroy the devil's ability to work. Now, the devil is still working in the earth, but the manifestation of the anointing of Jesus Christ in and through the church destroys the devil's ability to work. (coughs) We're talking about the authority that the church actually has. The manifestation of the anointing of Jesus Christ destroys the devil's ability to work. You need to hear clear. Now, I've, I've seen quite a few demonic uh, strongholds and, and, and things pulled down. And I've seen demons uh, manifest. And I've seen, uh, in, even in the natural, I've seen demonic things appear. And, uh, you know, if you don't know who you are in Christ, you can get overwhelmed with fear. But one thing I know is what this verse says is the manifestation of the anointing of Christ Jesus, which is in the church, it destroys the devil's ability to work. <clears throat> so Jesus, <clears throat> in Luke chapter 10 and verse 15, he's speaking to a stronghold over Capernaum, before he sends him out and he says, And you, Capernaum, in verse 15, who are exalted to heaven will be brought down to hell. And he who hears you hears me. He who rejects you rejects me. And he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. So the first thing he says is this demonic stronghold over Capernaum you're going to be brought down to hell right now. So he makes a prophetic proclamation over that region, and he decrees these powerful words. And and now these words are in the atmosphere. They're in the heavens. And that those heavens that have been closed up will now open. Jesus speaks against it. And then in verse 17, it says, Then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And suddenly there was an atmospheric change when they returned, because they returned with joy, it says. When the anointing of Christ Jesus is released, the heavens open up, demonic strongholds are broken, and then the joy of the Lord returns to the region. Are you hearing me? Those laboring in that region can come back to Jesus with great joy. I'm prophesying to some of you right now that God is calling forth the voice of authority in Christ to come forth from you. And you're laboring in a region that is going to shift when you stand in your authority and you begin to decree to the heavens every demonic power 
that has been stopping the anointing of Christ is coming down now in Jesus' name. And you know what happens? Joy will return. The joy of going to the house of the Lord. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. There's a joy that should be available to those going to the house of the Lord. (coughs) One thing I can say about our church and about our ministry, our gatherings, every time we have a gathering, somebody comes up to us. Every single time somebody comes up to Pastor Tracy and I, and says, you know, there's something different about this church. It's the atmosphere. It's like you you can believe God for anything. You could prophesy. You could see miracles. You, it's like the the atmosphere is completely different in this church than any of the other churches that I've gone to. And you know why? Because I believe for the open heaven. I decree over the church, I declare, I pray, I pull down every stronghold, and I watch the hand of God begin to move, and we see the joy of going to the house of the Lord return, the joy of freedom from demonic oppression, the joy of an open heaven, the joy of great accomplishments for the kingdom of God. You know, I love to see God do miracles. Some of them he does instantaneously. Some of them he takes uh, a walking out and builds people's faith in the process. And, you know, he expects us to just believe him and trust him in total trust in the Lord, total trust that he's going to do it. Listen, I have a joy that the world didn't give me and the world can't take it away, we used to sing. Uh, But it's the truth. Uh, When you begin to walk in this kind of authority, uh, the enemy can't have one piece of territory, one piece of real estate in your mind or your heart or your life. And so they say this to Jesus, even the devils are subject to us in your name. And Jesus replies, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. (coughs) And then he says this, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, you talk about demonic powers, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. How many of you are glad your name is written in heaven, right? Don't be joyful in that, And that only, you should be more joyful that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. I'm telling you, there's a truth that I want to unfold right now. And it's going to help so many of you. You have authority. You've been given authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. In other words, Jesus was saying to them, this should be something you experience on a daily basis happening every day for you. Don't be joyful that demonic spirits are are subject to you. That should be a regular thing for you. That should be a normal thing for you. Whenever you encounter (coughs) a a demonic spirit, it's already been defeated. It's already been overthrown. All power has been taken away from that enemy. So this should be an Every day happening for you. That's not something you should be rejoicing in. You should, this should become commonplace to you. 
that every time you come to a place where the enemy is is interrupting or invading or are usurping authority, all you have to do is do what I just did and begin to speak to that thing in the spirit, and those things will come down, they'll bow down, and they'll go straight into Hades. <clears throat> and then, then rejoice that your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. See, this should be happening over every region. You know, the joy of a prophet is not just the authority to predict the future and speak the word of the Lord. This is what thus saith the Lord is coming your way. You know, that's not really the joy of a prophet. It's that we have the authority. It's part of the joy. But that we have the authority to strike into the heavens and destroy demonic strongholds that have been holding people back and holding back the people of God and holding back their breakthroughs, holding back the joy of the Lord and the peace of God for their lives. See, when a prophetic word is is declared over somebody's life, it strikes in the spirit. Uh, the Bible t- talks about a, a, a battle axe, how the, the prophetic word is a battle axe. And, it go, and uh, John the Baptist said God's putting the axe to the root. Listen, that's what happens when prophets prophesy. Prophets have a unique ministry. It is a vast, expansive, unique ministry that should be regarded uh, of, of with high regard uh, instead of attack like some people are attacking prophets today. <coughs> but prophets have an authority to speak to the root of things, strike that demonic stronghold, and pull it down over families, over regions. But you have an authority as a believer as well uh, to pull down demonic strongholds. But uh, uh, when a prophet prophesies, it pulls down a demonic stronghold over your life, over your family, over your generations. It is a very powerful, I don't have time to establish that throughout the word, but I can Uh, But those things that have been holding back the people of God from their breakthrough, those things that have been holding the peace of God back from them or (coughs) holding back the joy of the Lord, prophets, when they prophesy over you, it strikes that thing and breaks it off of your life once and for all, off of your generations. Open heavens will affect everything. When you prophesy over over a region, that open heaven over the region (coughs) will affect everything. It'll affect the businesses, the industries. (coughs) It'll, uh, It'll affect the churches. Because in an open heaven, things happen. Amen? And uh, you have the authority to speak to the heavens, and the heavens will respond to your voice because they respond to the voice of Christ. (coughs) So they came back to Jesus, the Bible says, with great joy. And Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Think about this. They're coming back with joy, and Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Well, that doesn't really make sense to me. And so you have to study things out. You have to study to show yourself approved. You have to study to to understand what God is saying. Uh, It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of kings to search it out. And so the correct translation of this is, 
this is what Jesus said. They came back with great joy, and Jesus said, I just saw Satan fall like lightning, as if struck. I just saw Satan fall, as if struck by light from heaven. That's literally what that sentence is. Now, you uh, uh, researchers and, and, and those that study like I do, go study that out. He said, I just saw Satan fall as if struck by light from heaven. What was that light? That light was the word of light. It was the prophetic word spoken by Jesus that struck. And Jesus needed an agreement on earth. And he spoke it into the heavens and his disciples and the nameless, faceless 70 others also. They all agreed with Jesus And that power of prophetic unity, that fusion, that union of belief (coughs) that you and Jesus uh, gather together and that is what it takes for this to happen on earth as it is in heaven. See, this is powerful prophetic understanding. Jesus says, I spoke it. And that spirit that held Capernaum captive has fallen as if struck by light. Now you have, the, you have manifested my glory and my power in the cities. Now behold, I give you power and authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. <clears throat> but don't be excited about that because this should be an everyday happening <clears throat> for you <clears throat> as a believer, as the ecclesia. But rather be excited that your names are written in the in in heaven in the Lamb's book of life. Isn't that powerful? See, there there's something to be excited about. We're called to occupy until He comes. That's not what we're excited about. We have all authority over all the power of the enemy. Jesus sealed the deal, and so we walk in that divine authority. And when we speak. Angels go to work. You know, uh, we've already talked about this before. I think it's Psalm 120. (coughs) It says, angels hearken to the voice of God's word. When you put God's word in your mouth, angels go to work. And so maybe one word of light uh, caused a, a whole battalion of angels to come and arrest that demonic power and pull down that stronghold over Capernaum. Uh, but then <clears throat> that's supposed to be commonplace for us. Be excited that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life in Heaven. All right, one more example. There's a powerful story about a hole in a roof. <clears throat> Believers who had such a, a, a faith for their friend to be healed that they took hold of their friend uh, and and cut a hole in the roof of the church or the meeting place, wherever they were. Why? Because the church door was shut, because it was too crowded. You know there's a lot of crowded churches out there that you don't get in the front door. You can't. I remember one time we were going to, actually going to a Kim Clement meeting. (coughs) This was (coughs) at the War Memorial Auditorium in Nashville, (coughs) maybe 25 or 28 years ago, something like that. And we had waited in line 
in the rain, Pastor Tracy and I, all day long, it seemed. It was hours. And when we got to the front door, uh, the religious folks that were guarding the door said, you can't come in. Uh, You're not welcome here. You're one of those weird ones. And yet they were hosting Kim Clement. And uh, and so they said, you've got to find another another entrance. And so we went down the, the street to the other entrance, went up to the second story and sat in the second story uh, balcony seating there. And uh, so we were rejected from the front door, but we found a way in. And uh, we were way in the back in the balcony uh, towards the wall and uh, Prophet Kim Clement says, there's a man upstairs in the balcony. Uh, you're wearing all black. And we were friends, but he, didn't, he couldn't see me and I couldn't see him. We were just worshiping. He said, the Lord says to you, all these people down here are playing religious games and I'm rejecting them all. Uh, but I'm calling you to stand up as my prophet in this area, which, you know, it was just a powerful confirmation. Anyways, it's very similar to this story. Uh, the believers that loved their friends so much, they were their friend was rejected from the front door of the church. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't want to make room for this guy. He was, he was sick. He was on his bed. They didn't want him in the church. And so he, they couldn't get through the front door. So the disciples decided... Jesus wouldn't treat him like this. And so they decide to break open a hole in the roof above Jesus. Now imagine this. Jesus is there preaching, and suddenly roof particles start falling down, and pieces of of wood or, or what have you start breaking in and falling on the ground. And the religious of that day, they got offended. Uh, but I could just imagine Jesus smiling and laughing at all of this. You know, in that day, you couldn't easily repair a hole in the roof. You had to replace the entire roof. That, that's a fact. <clears throat> that's a historical fact. You, they didn't just repair a hole. You had to replace the roof every time. And so these guys were prepared to pay for whatever cost, uh, whatever the cost was for somebody to get close to Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? So they started chopping at the roof, and suddenly debris starts falling, and Jesus, I believe, was totally intrigued, while the Pharisees were totally offended. And all they needed was an open heaven, an open roof. And these four friends, you know, (coughs) these four friends, these four friends are around every one of us, if you'll look. These four friends were willing to pay the price, whatever the cost, to get the roof open and to get somebody to Jesus. You should have that commitment to your family and friends. Be willing to do whatever it costs to open the heavens over your family's life so that they can get to Jesus. Jesus didn't reprimand them, by the way. He looked at them and said, come, come. And they lower the guy down on his bed. You know, I don't know if it was a hospital bed or what, but they they hoisted that thing up there, broke open the roof, and lowered him down into Jesus' uh, circle, inner circle right there. 
And Jesus said, come. And then he looks at the guy and says, your sins are forgiven you. Now the religious guys are appalled. They were ready to kill Jesus for that. They were looking for any opportunity uh, to kill Jesus. And that was good enough. And Jesus says, which is easier? To say your sins are forgiven or to say pick up your bed and walk? And so obviously... The point Jesus was making (coughs) was the healing was easier. Which was easier, to say your sins are forgiven or pick up your bed and walk and be healed? Jesus was saying the miracle healing was easier because there were many who Jesus tried to forgive, but they just walked away. And that was the real issue that Jesus was addressing. So Jesus turns to him and says, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And immediately he arose, took up his bed, and went out in the presence of all of them, so that they were all amazed, and they all glorified God, saying, we've never seen anything like this. I believe we're living in a day where we're going to say the same words. We've never seen anything like this. Supernatural intervention happens because of an open heaven or an open roof. When God spoke to me about his about this, <coughs> he said he is willing right now, he has a willingness to do something highly unusual by divine intervention. Something highly unusual by divine intervention. In other words, you can't make it happen, but he wants you to pray and open the heavens so that he can make it happen. Because his people are going to start taking a stand of authority in Christ Jesus. You have an authority in Christ that you need to learn to walk in. You need to be activated and you need to just stand up and smash open whatever roof that's over you or your family. Speak to the heavens and the authority that Christ has given to you. Speak the open heaven over your house Speak the open heaven over your home, over your land, over your church, over your region, over your finances, over your nation. You have authority in Christ to begin to speak on his behalf. And all that Jesus uh, uh, has accomplished, all the authority goes through your tongue. Angels go to work. And things begin to shift and change. And I know this is a simple teaching, but it's very powerful. Jesus said, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever things you bind on earth are bound from heaven. Whatsoever things you loose on earth are loose from heaven. I want to challenge you. Break open the roof. Smash it. Make proclamations over your family. The understanding of these truths will cause a great release from heaven to you. Supernatural intervention happens when you begin to walk in this. Amen. 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 We're going to receive communion together now. Because I believe the body of Christ needs to start remembering who we are. We are the body of Christ. We're called to walk in the fullness of who he is. We're called to continue his ministry in the earth. 
as Jesus is in the world, so are we. And so right now, just take the bread. <clears throat> I believe the body of Christ is anointed and every burden is being removed. Every yoke is being destroyed because of the anointing. <coughs> By the way, <clears throat> Malachi chapter 3, he says, if you'll bring all the tithes, and I'm, and I'm not receiving an offering right now, but I'm just encouraging you. It says, if you'll bring all the tithes and offerings into the storehouse, I'll give you an open heaven. See, that open heaven concept is throughout Scripture. But it takes a breaking off of the old, a breaking through into the new, standing in your authority. Faith pleases God. You've got to stand in faith and watch God do what he does. There's no, way, no other way other than faith. So as we're about to receive communion, as we eat this bread, we're eating the anointing because we're becoming one with the anointing when we eat the bread in Jesus' name. Amen? And so, Father, we thank you for the body of Christ. We thank you that this is not the body of Christ, but a symbol. And we do this in remembrance of all that you've done, Jesus. Thank you that you gave us authority as the body to walk in the fullness of who you were as you walked in the earth. As you were in the earth, so are we. As ambassadors of your kingdom, and I know you're here right now, <clears throat> but as ambassadors of your kingdom, you've given us all authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. And so, Father, I thank you that sickness is leaving bodies right now. Poverty is leaving homes right now. The, the heavens are opening over the homes that are connecting to this broadcast right now. Father, the heavens are opening. I pull down every stronghold over their households now in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you that as a part of the body of Christ, we have rights and privileges and we have access to your anointing and we receive it now as we receive the body of Christ in Jesus' name. Let's eat the bread. Mm. Thank you, Father. I thank you that your anointing is being released into every person's life right now. You're removing every burden, destroying every yoke in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's take the cup. Heavenly Father, I believe the blood of Jesus is blessed. I believe your blood is healthy. I believe your blood cleanses us. And as we drink your blood, this is not your blood, this is juice. But as we do symbolically drink your blood, as we drink this cup, we're receiving your blessing. We're receiving authority. We're receiving your DNA. We're receiving your cleansing. We're receiving your healing. We're receiving as the body of Christ, all that you've purchased for us, all that you've provided. And we thank you for that today in Jesus' mighty name. 
we remember what you've done, you may now drink the cup. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we praise you. I thank you for a fresh charge of your anointing right now to begin to walk in authority. Father, I thank you that you're removing every burden, destroying every yoke, divine intervention, because the heavens are opened. Lives are being changed right now. Families are being delivered. Curses are being removed and blessings poured out. Father, we just thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing and all that you're about to do. (coughs) In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. I want to thank every one of you who continues to tune in and stand with us every week and supports this ministry. You know, it's vitally important that we give honor to God for what he's done here. And and uh, we do that by supporting the ministry. And, and uh, I want you to know, I thank every one of you who make it possible for us to do what we do. We're changing lives all over the nations. And uh, I know many of you already have this set up as a normal and a regular thing, but some of you want to learn, how do I support the ministry? Well, let me tell you, probably the easiest way to give your offering is to text whatever that offering amount is to the number 84321. That's 84321. So whatever the dollar amount is, and then you text that to 84321. If it's your first time, there's a little form you fill out, but then from that point forward... All you have to do is text that number to 84321, and uh, and you can give. And then you have a back office, and you can check how much you've given and print out your own tax receipt if you want. And uh, I know many of you appreciate the prophetic ministry here, and you honor it by supporting it. And uh, I believe that the same anointing that's on my life, that same mantle, that same prophetic flow is being released to you. You know, we're not called to hang on to it and hoard the anointing. Uh, We're called to reproduce the anointing and to equip you so that you can go do greater things. Amen. And so I appreciate you supporting the house of the Lord here and uh, all that we're doing. Again, please come out Sunday at four. You're going to enjoy this time and uh, it'll be life changing. Amen. I do believe we walk under an open heaven and uh, we see the, the, the move of the kingdom of God every week uh, as we continue to gather uh, as the family of God. <clears throat> For those of you that are watching on social media, if you want to sow a seed, there's a link in the comments section. Uh, you can click on that and you can give that way. Uh, some people prefer to mail their offering in, and you can do that by mailing it to Life Point Church. Again, Life Point has an E on the end. Life Point Church. Uh, the address is P.O. Box 1822, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee. Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077, 37077. 
And so I uh, thank you for everyone who does mail your offering and tithes and gifts in. And I read every note. I see every little decoration on the envelope. I see the little pictures you draw and, and little comments and, and words of encouragement. So thank you for that. <coughs> and uh, I appreciate every one of you. <coughs> Some of you prefer, <coughs> excuse me, just to go to the website and give that way. And that's easier for you. If you're watching online and you want to go to the website and give that way, the website is lifepointchurch.cc. That's L-I-F-E-P-O-I-N-T-E church, C-H-U-R-C-H dot C-C, lifepointchurch.cc. And then at the top and the bottom of the page, there's a a giving link that you can click on. (coughs) Excuse me, as I said earlier, at the bottom of the page, there is our prayer wall. And so please click on that. Send us your prayer request. I do pray for you daily. That is not a joke. I'm very serious about this. I pray. I have to give account to the Lord. And so I'm, I'm telling you that I pray over the people of God here. And people that know us, they know we pray. I believe prophets have an anointing for prayer. Uh, and I like saying this because it's the truth. Prophets have an anointing for supernatural debt cancellation supernatural debt elimination and uh, god knows how to cause a prophetic anointing to take your little jar of oil and cause it to continue to pour until all the vessels are filled and there's more than enough overflowing for you to live off the rest i'm telling you those that connect with us walk in the greater blessing and so that continual overflow of the blessing of the lord is released into your life uh, when you partner with the prophet. And so thank you for doing that. I pray that every week you would receive a fresh word, a fresh word of encouragement, (coughs) something that lifts you out of the doldrums of the world around you. Powerful prophetic words, open heaven, strong prophetic teaching. Uh, I just pray that you receive from God Every time. Amen. Again, I want you to get the double portion. Join us Sunday at 4 and, uh, and, and, and come introduce yourself to me. It would be a great opportunity uh, for us to see each other. And, and let me just speak a blessing over your life. Amen. I also want to thank uh, uh, one of our sponsors tonight is Mike Lindell with MyPillow. He's doing the MyPillow 2.0 now. And uh, I appreciate Mike Lindell because he's a man of God. He's a man of authority. He's a man who respects the prophets. He's a man who stands with the word of the Lord. And uh, he will. Fi- he's a warrior, and he's fighting for the kingdom of God. He's fighting uh, for the freedoms that we have in our nation, America the beautiful. And uh, he's fighting for all of us, and he's anointed to do this. Let me just say that. And... Uh, he has invested millions and millions of his own dollars uh, to keep this fight going uh, so that we we stand in this nation. Now, God appoints special people to do special things, and I believe Mike Lindell has an anointing for this. And so what he has done is he's made possible uh, at MyPillow.com and at MyStore.com uh, discounts available for those who will go there and use the promo code MARTY, M-A-R-T-Y. It's my first name. And so 
When you do that, you receive a deep discount on everything that you purchase. And even right now, with the MyPillow 2.0, which is this new updated MyPillow uh, with temperature control, uh, it stays cool all night long. I don't know how that works yet, but I'll find out. Uh, but uh, for, for this audience, he's making it buy one, get one free. And so that's hard to beat. Buy one, get one free. And so, uh, if you, again, if you want to take advantage of that, go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code MARTY. Uh, some people want to call in their order, <coughs> if that's what you desire to do. Uh, the number for this audience only is 800-859-2938. That's 800-859-2938. Remember, again, to use the promo code MARTY uh, so you receive that deep discount on all that uh, you would purchase. And I just want to encourage you, it's a great opportunity to support Speak Life and to be a blessing to Mike Lindell and all that he's doing uh, for the freedoms that we enjoy in this nation. And also get some great products made right here in the USA uh, for yourself and for your family. And so it's a blessed, blessed, blessed situation, a win-win-win situation. So (coughs) I want to remind you, you can always watch the show live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and on Rumble. That's every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central, Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. And please help us by telling others to tune in and to watch with you. Uh, That's Friday night, 7 p.m. right here. And so if you like podcasts, anywhere that that you use podcasts, look us up. Speak Life with Marty Layton. We're on iTunes, we're on Charisma Podcast Network. Wherever you get podcasts, we're right there. Uh, Please take a minute and give us a great review. We need these five-star reviews. It really helps us to promote us on these platforms so that we get more recognition. It's a great opportunity to get the word of the Lord to more people. (coughs) Excuse me. Also remember to follow me on all the social media platforms on YouTube, on Facebook, on Truth, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Getter, on uh, Parler, and all the platforms. Just look for at Marty Layton. It's at Marty Layton. Follow me, subscribe, ring the bell, do whatever you need to do on those platforms so that you can stay informed and up to date. And uh, I appreciate that. And thank you again for tuning in tonight uh, to Speak Life. Proverbs 18.21, I say it every week, says the tongue, think about this now, your tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What are you eating? You're eating whatever words you're speaking, and so I want to encourage you, always, always, always speak life. We'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.